Santiago, Chile, same thing happens. I come up with, well, they come up with new versions. All right. So what do you want to do? Who's in charge? Krishna. <laughs> you are tonight. Well. So what do we want to do now? Keep on singing. Yeah. Singing? Yeah. Sure. Let's keep you got 15 minutes. 15 minutes? Mm -hmm. All right. 15 yeah. So, I would like to do for you my greatest song that I ever wrote. Mm. Okay. I have to, when I go to Santiago, I always go for 10, 11, 12 days for Gorponin. And believe it or not, I do programs in the temple, but I also do programs in Indian people's homes. Mm. And they also love the guitar bhajans. Mm. And this song, I have to end each program with this song. <laughs> now, this song took several years to write. And uh, a fellow musician of mine, TK, says this is... TK, He says this is the greatest song ever written by anybody. <laughs> and I take that as a wonderful compliment. Mm. It's autobiographical, and I think this is the first time I'll be doing it here in Puxan. Okay. Now, your part, I'll cue you. Two words, help me. Okay. And I'm dedicating this to my good friend here, Stephen, oh, the bless, poet. Bless you. Because I think that you will appreciate <laughs> the mood and the message of this song. I think you will you will appreciate it. I will. So it's called Help Me Krishna, but your part, I'll cue you, is help me. And the thing is, you sing it like I was saying in class today, like Prabhupada sings mm. from the heart. Mm. Just belt it out. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Since I've been in Maya, my heart is never satisfied. She promises the world, but all I ever do is cry. So Krishna, I am on my knees, and I'm begging with you, please. to help me Krishna help 
center out of my heart. Now this last verse is the hardest verse. And sometimes it has happened. When I sing this last verse, I cry. So if I cry, just share Hare Krishna. I'll snap out of it. Before Prabhupada, my, I had several gurus. John Lennon was definitely my guru. Bob Dylan was a big guru for me. So tonight I'm in a John Lennon mood. So this was on his first album. It wasn't a song he wrote, but he sang it. But the words are so dumb, I had to change them. I change all songs because it has to be Krishna conscious. So, your part, just chant the Maha Mantra. Got it. Tambourine players and cart. No, let's give it up for the tambourine <laughs> players. All right? So, follow along. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama. 
Thank you very much. And now we will turn it over to Maharaj. It's showtime. I was the opening act. And now for the main event. Right here in Krishna Cole. Let's give it up for Maharaj himself. Let's hear it. Thank you so much. That was amazing. It was, man. I'm amazed. <laughs> <laughs> that could be a song. <laughs> Maybe I'm amazed. I'm sorry I'm running late. I missed your, uh, I wanted to hear your show thing, but. Maybe you can give us one, one song later. I can do a song later. Oh, that would be nice. A, a, it's a special song okay. dedicated to my good friend. <laughs> a song he probably knows as well as me. <laughs> When did you join? 1973. Okay, same as me, you know this song. Hare <laughs> <laughs> Krishna to one and all. Can we have a, some light? Maybe a tiny bit of light? Oh yeah. Come out of the darkness. It might be better, they'll see me if the lights are on, you know, if the, <laughs> you leave the light. They're doing this because they, they want to hide the face. You know? <laughs> so we get people to come back if they don't get a good look at this face. What is this? Warm? Ginger tea. Wow. Just what I need. This temple is so far out. Isn't it great? It's like the old days, isn't it? It's beyond the old days. It's, it's the new days. It's the... It's uh, Windows 10. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes people want to know, what was it like back in the old days when you were out there establishing a movement? And I said, it was a lot of, correct me if I'm wrong, you probably agree with it. It's not, it was a lot of hard work. Yes. It was a lot of going without sleep. It was a lot of doing a full day's preaching and then getting in the car and driving overnight to be at the next temple by Mongol Arti without sleeping. You know, it was a lot of that, but we had a lot of fun. I mean, we laughed and it was, it was ecstasy. We had fun. Krishna consciousness should be fun. Uh, you know you're doing it right when you're having fun, when you're feeling... And by that I mean you're feeling blissful. You're feeling some bliss. That means you're awakening uh, your yourself. Your true self is waking up. Because it, uh, your true self, the real you, uh, is blissful. The soul is always blissful. The body has so many problems. The body gets hungry, it gets tired, it gets old. You see, it has all kinds of woes and it's worried, you know. Will this treatment work? Will it cure my disease? Uh, will this, will I make enough money to feed myself and have a place to sleep? So the body is always worried and it's disturbed. But the soul is always blissful. 
and happy. So our problem comes when we start to distinguish that we are the body. It's, you know, we say this again and again, over and over and over. And the reason is because we have a tendency to, to what's, we, we can uh, intellectually realize that I am a, an eternal spirit soul, an eternal part and parcel of Krishna. But as soon as we walk out that door, we start to think and act as if we were the body. And we start to be concerned about the body. You know? So we lose it. We get it and we lose it. I can remember in football. You ever see a football game? Sometimes don't... Well, I won't say his name, but a, a, a sannyasi guru friend of mine Sometimes when he would come through Dallas, he would ask me to set him up with some grihasta who had a television so he could watch a football game. You know, he's not in the United States, but he just wanted to watch just a football game and not even the whole thing. I just want to see some football. I don't care who's playing. I just want to see it because, uh, you know, you don't get to see it. And there's a lot about things like that that can remind you on how you preach because you're always moving the ball downfield and, you know, like that. So I can remember watching this uh, football game with him one time. And somebody, you know, the, the quarterback gets the ball and he goes back and people go and they block him and he's waiting. And there's a guy way downfield and he throws the ball and he goes way up in the air. And the guy caught the ball and then he dropped it. <laughs> <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> I think we should, yeah, it's going to happen again. It's going to happen. Go, what's Krishna trying to tell me? <laughs> Only you can answer that. Oh. Can we have an instant replay? I don't know. <laughs> we got that on camera. I'll record it Wow. But I remember thinking, that's the way it is with our, our consciousness. We can sit in class and we're hearing and we're chanting. We get in such a great mood. And someone's telling you, you're not your body. And we go, yeah, I know that. And then a few minutes later, you drop the ball and you're right back on the bodily consciousness, worried about this or that, this arrangement or that arrangement. So therefore, uh, to get Krishna conscious and remain Krishna conscious, you've got to hear about Krishna consciousness. You've got to hear a lot. And it's got to be out of Prabhupada's books. It's not, you know, some gossip. Hey, did you see hear what so-and-so is doing? You know, I heard that so-and-so's got this scheme where they're going to blah, 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 blah. You know, I always like to listen when people, um, I learned this from several of my, my friends. Uh, when somebody's talking to you, at least if, if possible, subconsciously count the, the number of times they mention Krishna. That'll give you validity to what was just said. If there's a lot of talk, 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 talk. Because you should be you should be always looking for Krishna. Mm -hmm. And when he's not there, you should miss him. Mm -hmm. 
So if we're talking and 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 uh, neither one of us is bringing Krishna into our conversation, uh, we should we should both both feel a little anxiety. Where, where did our consciousness go? What are we thinking about? Have we de- deviated from Krishna? You know. So, uh, we're going to talk about Krishna bearing his heart. Did that sound like a nice? Krishna bears his heart. Uh, Krishna does not really bear his heart. I think I talked with someone about that last night. You know, can you imagine someone? bearing their heart. You know, they reach into their chest and they pull out this big lump of flesh. It's all bloody. You know, boop, boop, boop. You know, here, I give you my heart. And you say, oh, thank you, no, throw it away. Yuck. So what do we mean when we talk about that? It's um, people who are not devotees of Krishna devise that, my heart. I give you my heart. Or you're speaking to me, I'm taking it to heart. Where does that come from? Subconsciously, we all know that I, the living entity, the soul, the jivatma, I live in the region of the heart. The heart is the region where I am existing right now in my body. And right next to me is, you know who? Krishna. He's right next to me. Like two birds in a tree on the same branch. See two birds sitting on a, on a branch. So Krishna is right next to you. Huh? He's not, he never left. Uh, factually, you never left him either. But in your consciousness, you were able to get him out of your mind. You know? I'm leaving Krishna, and I'm over you. I'm going to the material. Here I am in the material world. I'm, I am so over you. Because I have a whole new life here. And I don't need you, and I don't want you. I don't need you meddling in my life. Being the center of attraction. Everyone rallying around you. Oh, beautiful Krishna. You know, what about me? You know, I want to be all I can be, and I want to do it my way. Not only that, but I want you to do it my way, too, if you're going to be my friend. You know, and if you're not going to be my friend, uh, then uh, then you're my enemy. And if you have a friend, then that friend of yours, is, since you're my enemy, is also my enemy. You're either on my team with voting with my party or you're my enemy, you see? Why? Because I'm on the bodily consciousness. I can't think that I am a soul. I am a soul. You are a soul. We are uh, united together uh, in a loving relationship with Krishna, you see? So... I wanted to read some verses. What does he mean? This Krishna bears his heart. Do you think he does? He bears his soul, really. That's what he, we mean when we say bears the heart. Him, he, he, uh, 
he offers himself. As you read through Bhagavad Gita, you you drink all this wonderful knowledge, you know, and it, and it just puts you into a whole different place. And as you go through chapter after chapter, uh, Krishna's telling you uh, various ways that you can approach him, that you can be, achieve liberation. And he starts to dis <coughs> discuss various religions. He's telling Arjuna, hey, you know, you can do you can do this. You can practice the Shtanga Yoga and hey, you can do Karma Yoga. You know, you, you can do that. And Arjuna's kind of brushing it aside. We're all at that. You know, Shtanga Yoga? Wow. <laughs> Who can do that? I can't do that. This is Arjuna speaking. Do, do you think Arjuna was a great yogi? You bet. He was the greatest yogi. He's telling Krishna, I don't think I can do this Ashtanga Yoga. I, can't, I don't think I can control my mind. It would be easier for me to control the wind. You know, Of course, if anybody can do Ashtanga Yoga, it would be Arjuna. He could do it. He didn't want to. So, finally, he's, he's saying, Krishna, tell me. Tell me what you want. What should I do? Krishna, you've talked about so many different things. You've talked about uh, the impersonal realization of you and the personal realization. But Krishna wasn't acting like a salesman. You know, he was just saying, you can do that, you can do that. So Arjuna says, tell me what's best. You know, what's best? What do you recommend? And Krishna says, he who becomes my loving devotee, that is more perfect, in my opinion. It's kind of like for, for what it's worth. My opinion. Uh, me, God, the origin, uh, the origin of all true, real opinion. <laughs> the supreme absolute truth. So his opinion carries a whole lot of weight. <laughs> and if you're going to take anybody's advice, you take the advice of God or God's true representative. Someone, uh, it's like we were talking, uh, Jesus Christ. He was so, um, so aligned with God that he couldn't deviate He's saying, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Meaning, not that I am the creator of the universe, but what he says, I say. His opinion is my opinion. I have no opinion of my own, you see. So, Krishna says, I'll skip the Sanskrit because, it, uh, and I'm going to, only read parts of the purports because of time, because I want us to open it up and discuss this, okay? <clears throat> if it kind of hits you in the soul, you know, feel like something. So be thinking about questions. Maybe I can interject really quick and say that we have pieces of paper that we can pass out. And while he's giving the lecture, if you guys have any questions, we encourage you to write them down. And we do it so that the questions are completely anonymous. And that way we can discuss the questions after the lecture. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
So, let us begin. Krishna starts out by saying, this is the 18th chapter of Bhagavad Gita. Krishna is winding towards the finale of Bhagavad Gita. He's, uh, he's in the, the, the part of Bhagavad Gita where he starts to make points. And he's really... Because Arjuna has read or heard through Krishna's recitation of Bhagavad Gita, and he's come to all these different realizations. He's asked Krishna a lot of really perfect questions. Krishna has given him perfect answers. And so it, now, based on everything that Krishna has said, he's coming to a point. The, the punchline is coming. And he hasn't been uh, insistent on, you'd better do this or else, you see. So in the 64th verse of the 18th chapter, we're going to read a few of these. So, And stop me at any time if you have a question. Or you just wait, just wait, write them down. Yeah. Right. Just so shut up and write. <laughs> and I mean that nicely. <laughs> Krishna says, because you are my very dear friend, you see how he's buttering Arjuna up. You know, Krishna is the the master at relationships. You know, he's because you are my very dear friend. I am I am speaking to you my supreme instruction, the most confidential knowledge of all. Hear this from me, for it is for your benefit. Then he goes on, next verse. This is the advice Krishna is giving. Always think of me. Become my devotee. Worship me and offer your homage to me. Thus you will come to me without fail. I promise you this because you are my very dear friend. You, know, you can just see the hearts. You know, as he's saying that, what does Krishna do when he speaks to you? What kind of special effects does he have? You know, we're going to find out. So he's speaking to you know, all the hearts and the birds are tweet, tweet. They're on a battlefield, but it's, you know, I'm sure it's real rosy. You know, I promise you this because you are my very dear friend. Here's some of his, uh, part of what he's going to get, say to Arjun. Abandon all varieties of religion and just surrender unto me. I shall deliver you from all sinful reactions. Do not fear. Now, wait a minute. Hold on. Time out. God is saying abandon religion? Are you sure this isn't Satan? That sounds like something Satan would say, isn't it? Abandon religion. Just surrender it to me. Huh? Krishna saying, abandon all religion. Just surrender unto me. Uh, I shall deliver you from all sinful reaction. Do not fear. You know, I got your back. I got you covered. Let go of this uh, religiosity. You taking off? 
Yeah. Hare Krishna. I'll see you next time. Abandon it all. Because what Krishna is getting down to, the point of, of, of his whole book, is that any type of religious activity, any type of dharma, uh, that does not lead you to, be, to being my loving associate, is useless. He's not saying it doesn't exist. You can follow some religious practice that might give you wealth. It might give you a relationship with uh, some bona fide personality of Krishna in which you'll have uh, an awe and reverential relationship. That's real. You can do that. But Krishna says, if you want the inside word, let it go. Put that down. Don't pursue me in awe and reverence. Don't pursue me just because you want money. Don't pursue me just because you're desperate. Pursue me to, to love me. Come after me to love me. Offer, uh, offer me all of your love. What does Krishna want from you? He wants all of you. He wants it all. I, he wants every thought, every word, every action. I mean, really, he doesn't hide it. I want all of you. Now, I'll take what I can get today. But if I want me to cut to the chase, I want it all. I want you. And I want you to want me exclusively. I don't want you to want anything else. Just this loving association with me. You know, talk about bearing his heart. I mean, this is, uh, uh, this is the kind of conversation that lovers have. I want you and nobody else, and I want you to want me and no one else. You know, in a relationship, uh, as they say, when there's a, two people are dating, you know, and you want to take the relationship, as they say, to the next level. You know, it comes that moment, if it's going to endure, that you have to go to that next level. One or the other will say, can we be exclusive? You know? So this is what Krishna's doing here. He's saying, I want to be exclusive with you. I want you, I want you to abandon all other forms of religion. You see, I don't want you to uh, taste a little of this, taste a little of that. You, you know, I want to be exclusive with you. And I'm willing to be exclusive with you. Now, he's saying that to everybody, but because he's God, he can do that. He can be exclusive with everyone, you see. So, I'm going to read a little bit of this purport here. Prabhupada says, according to the devotional process, one should simply accept such religions, religious principles, <coughs> excuse me, that will lead one ultimately to the devotional service of the Lord. One may perform a particular occupational duty according to his position in the social order, but 
if by executing his duty one does uh, if by executing uh, his duty one does not come to the point of Krishna consciousness all activities are in vain even though it might be a quote-unquote religion if that religion which could be bona fide doesn't take you ultimately to devotional service loving devotional service with Krishna you've wasted your time because that's the ultimate goal you see Krishna's not saying that you can't uh, win liberation and merge into the Brahm Jyoti. He's not saying you can't do that, because you can. He's even said that earlier. You can do this. He's, hey, Arjun, guess what? You can get a liberation by going into the Brahm Jyoti. You can get liberation uh, and, and wind up with one of my personalities to where you would only approach me in awe and reverence if that's what you want. Krishna is saying, if you want the inside scoop from the guy who ought to know, let that go. Become uh, my devoted servant. So why does Krishna want you to be, be his servant? You know, we've talked about the world. We're talking a lot about devotional service. And sometimes I think that people hear me talking about that. Devotional service, devotional service. Jeez whiz, devotional service. You know, go back to Godhead and perform service. You know, what do they have, like really strict immigration laws there? You know, there's nobody crashing the border. They have a really high border fence and nobody can get in to cut the grass. You know, so they really need people to be servants. Is that it? Is that is that what's going on here? You know, uh, no, because that's your nature as a, uh, an eternal soul. Your nature is to be a loving servant, not just to Krishna, but to all living entities. Constantly, without cessation, exchanging love. And love is expressed through service. So why does Krishna want you to surrender? Why is this so important? All through that, this is one of the most important things that's mentioned again and again and again through Bhagavad Gita. Krishna saying, surrender to me, surrender to me, become my devotee. Why is this so important to him? He already has power over you, and he knows that. <coughs> He's the Supreme Godhead. He's stronger than you. He's smarter than you. He's quicker than you. He's got everything. He's got all the advantages. Why does he want you? He doesn't need you to surrender. But why does he want you to? Huh? Because he loves you. He loves you. And he wants to surrender to you. This is what lovers do. They surrender to each other. They make themselves vulnerable you see I'm taking down all of my uh, I'm taking off my armor it said that the, uh, uh, I read this somewhere I don't remember where but the, the, the warrior may go out and fight all day long you see and he wears this armor but when he goes home to his loving wife he takes his armor off and he makes himself vulnerable 
If he didn't fully trust her, she could thrust a sword right in his chest as soon as he takes his armor off. But there are certain people that you, uh, if you're a warrior, you will bear yourself to. I'm, I'm vulnerable. You can attack me if you want to. So Krishna wants to have this relationship with you. He wants to surrender to you. Now, you may not want to go that far, and most people don't when, they, when they're being, quote-unquote, religious. I don't want to go that far. Well, I wasn't looking for that. I don't want God in my face. You know, I'd rather have him an arm's length away, maybe even further than that. I'd rather he was in the next room or maybe even the next county or on another planet. I just want his stuff. I want his energy. I want, are you listening, God? I want daily bread. I want a good job. Good, let me pass this test. I want a promotion, a beautiful spouse. And did I mention money? You know, nowhere along the line when we're asking God for our stuff, uh, rarely is it said anyway, that we say, I want you. I want you. I want you here. I want you in my arms. Then I don't care what else. I don't, I'm not asking for anything else. I don't care if I starve to death. Keep your daily bread. I don't care if I ever pass a test or get a job or have a spouse. I don't care. I want you. Period. You see. So this is Krishna's... Uh, He's, this is what he's trying to get you to do. He's trying to get you to come to this point. You see, this is getting to the point of it all. But if you want to stop before you get there, uh, no one will criticize you. You say, no, I don't want God in my face. I don't want him like here every minute. And this thing of talking about him, every word I say, oh, no, I don't want to do that. I want to talk about him a little bit on Sunday. You know, the rest of the time I, I talk about fun things. You know, uh, my job. And uh, I want to talk things about me. And, and don't you hate Trump? I hate Trump. Don't you hate? Let's talk about Trump, damn it. See? I mean, if you start throwing... Krishna in, it changes my mood. You're, you're going to get me in a good mood here. I want to be mad at somebody. The Republicans want to be mad at the Democrats. The Democrats want to be mad at the Republicans. There's really nothing wrong with bodily distinctions. I don't know if I can trust you because you're on, on the other side of the aisle from me in Congress. So I don't think I... And why is that? Because everybody tells me that I should feel that way. And they give me certain reasons why I should hate this guy or no, I should hate that guy. And so you listen to their conversations and you count the number of times they mention Krishna. And you come up with a zero. Wait a minute. You didn't mention Krishna. Your intentions aren't. Uh, to help me in my loving relationship with Krishna. So every breath you just breathed, every word you said was wasted. 
It was uh, the sound that you make when you talk Grum Yukata is about as important as the sound a, make, a dog makes when he passes wind. Useless. Useful to some, depending on where your consciousness is. Because of the consciousness of the hog, I think many people here know, because of the consciousness of the hog, what's his favorite food? Stool. Stool. We've seen it, haven't we, in India? Oh, they're crazy about it. It's not just a storybook thing. You've been to India. You've seen them, haven't you? They're crazy about it. They, because their consciousness is so low that they eat stool and they think, oh, this is so tasty. Huh, this is great. And see over there, that uh, that sow over there, that's my wife, isn't she beautiful? Look how she's coated with mud. I just love it when she rolls in the mud. That's my wife. That's my sex life. And those little piggies running around, those are my, those are my offspring. This is my food, my sex life, my offspring. You see, because this consciousness is that is low enough of uh, to be a hog. So in that same respect, people's consciousness is so low that the, the stool coming out of the mouths of, uh, of people that don't mention Krishna becomes entertaining. It becomes interesting. When your consciousness gets above a certain level, stool starts to stink. You don't want to smell it, what to speak of, taste it. And so do uh, certain sound vibrations of people talking about politics and gossip and blah, blah, blah. And that's what it is. It's blah, blah, blah. It's like it, the devotee, when he starts to hear these kinds of things, <clears throat> it, it should be kind of like, um, you know, in Charlie Brown, Remember the Charlie Brown? My kids used to watch the Charlie Brown. Mm -hmm. You know, and someone would be talking and one of them would be hearing, wah, 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 wah. you know, it should, you should be able to be like that. Your consciousness should get to the point when they start talking about uh, politics, what, you know, you're, you should, you should hear, wah, 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 wah. And you're thinking, please, Krishna, let me hold on until they stop talking. Because I want to be polite here. I don't want to say, shut up. I don't want to do that. So I'm going to try to be polite. I'm going to wait till they stop talking. And then I'm going to start dropping the K-word. The K-bomb. Krishna. Oh, you don't want to talk about Krishna? How about Govinda? What do you think about Govinda? You know, let's talk about, you see, so the devotee's like that. He patiently waits until you'll stop talking so he can start talking about Krishna. And you and your relationship with Krishna. You see, what time do I need to open it up for questions? Okay. Pretty soon? Boy, she's tough, isn't she? Okay, I'm going to read two more verses real quick, and then we'll have questions. 
<laughs> Krishna goes on, he says, this uh, confidential knowledge may never be explained to those who are not austere or devoted or engaged in devotional service, nor to one who is envious of me. You can't talk this confidential knowledge to somebody who's envious of God. They'll ridicule, eh, make offenses. So you have to find someone who has the right uh, heart. He goes on. For one who explains the supreme secret of, of, of the, uh, excuse me, for one who explains this supreme secret to the devotees, pure devotional service is guaranteed. And at the end, he will come back to me. If you explain this supreme secret to the devotees, your, your success is guaranteed. Guaranteed. It's a guarantee from God. In the end, you will come back to me. That's not asking a whole lot, is it? Of course, in this age, Lord Chaitanya came, and in our line, we explain it to everybody, not just the devotees, everybody. We want to talk it, talk it up to everyone. And Krishna goes on. There is no servant in this world more dear to me than he, nor will there ever be one more dear. If you spread this message, this love of mine, then you get in that, the rank of those who are the most dear to me. And I'm saying that he can see past, present, and future. Never will there ever be anyone more dear to me than you. If you'll spread this, talk me up. I can do this without you. He can come. Krishna could come riding on Garuda out of the clouds. And everyone would say, oh, there is a God. Oh, wow. Oh, on reverence, you know, they would say, I'll do whatever you want, God. I really always did believe in you. That's not what he wants. He doesn't want forced surrender. He wants your loving devotion voluntarily. And I declare that he who studies the sacred conversation of ours worships me by his intelligence. If you study this sacred conversation, then you're worshiping God through your intelligence. So, questions time. Yeah, I want to give you guys like two minutes to, to wrap that up if you guys haven't already. But if you guys want to take a couple minutes to just think about maybe something that you'd like to ask if you don't already have it, go ahead and take your time. Yeah, if anybody has a question ready, I can... Is this... I can start now. You need a cup? Yes, please. You can start with these three right here. Yeah. Well, yeah, let's mix them up. I have a timer on my phone that actually beeps. Yeah. But... What's it supposed to be for? What's the beep? So that to? we have, so that we can get to every question on time. So we have a allotted amount of time per oh, question. Okay. All right. To answer the question. Did I miss the beep or did? Oh uh, no, I'm just I'm recording right now. So. Okay. All right. Do we have a question? 
All right. Can you uh, hit me again? It's all out. Ah, uh, so okay. sorry. I can make some more. No, that's okay. That's okay. All right. All right so here we here. go. I want to record these questions. Question time. I still think you're a big fat jerk. Who's <laughs> <laughs> the same guy was here last week? Oh my God. <laughs> no, just kidding. Can you describe how Krishna is beyond duality? Uh, good, bad, happiness, distress, poverty, wealth. Yeah. Um, how is he beyond duality? These dualities are material conceptions. Am I good, bad? Are you good or bad? On the material platform, you're kind of good for a while and sometimes you're bad. And then sometimes you're really good, and sometimes you're really bad, and sometimes you're just kind of good. You see, so um, the material world has these dualities. Uh, on the spiritual conception, when you realize that you are an eternal part and parcel of Krishna, you're not subject to these dualities. You're a soul. You're not subject to... Uh, uh, Poverty? Well, you're part, if you have Krishna with you every minute, how could you possibly be poor? You know? So, how could you be bad? Being bad means being away from God. Even if you're away from God, but you're doing materially good things, that's still bad. Because you're not thinking of God. And at, at any minute, if you're in this material consciousness, you can make a mistake. You can be a victim of your imperfect senses. You'll have a tendency to cheat somebody. You see? So if I'm away from God, I'm just bad waiting to happen. Even if I'm good, bad is coming. But if I'm Krishna conscious, then I'm always thinking speaking and doing Krishna conscious activities. So good and bad doesn't apply. You're on the spiritual platform. So good question. <coughs> okay, moving right along. <laughs> Another question. If a train leaves Cincinnati going 100 miles an hour, that's <laughs> Is that you? No. Why does Krishna say it is for Arjuna's benefit? Why doesn't Krishna let Arjuna uh, figure it out? Uh, one reason, and there's another question here too. Uh, why doesn't he let Arjuna figure it out? Because Arjuna, in the second chapter, Arjuna looked at Krishna after thinking about 
things, and he says, Karpanya dosho bahata I can't figure things out. Am I, why the questions are so big, I'm losing composure. I can't even compose myself. I can't figure. So Arjuna, uh, in the seventh verse of the second chapter, he says that. Sisyastiham shari mam tvam propanam. Now I am your sisha. I am your servant. I am your, I am your disciple. Please instruct me. You see? So that's why. Because Arjuna begged him. He begged him. He, and, he, and he had the intelligence to come to the point where he realized, I can't figure all this out myself. I'm lost. My speculations will have no positive return for me. You see? So he appealed to Krishna. So that's why Krishna, Krishna could have said, look, figure it out yourself. I'm God. I'm a busy guy. I got a lot of people waiting to see me. You know? Well, I'm doing an interview on CNN here in just a few minutes. They want to ask me about Trump. Or they want my opinion on the wall on the border. You know, ah, i got to move. i got to go see it. No, no. Krishna says, my dear beloved Arjuna, because you're my very dear friend, because Arjuna uh, bared his soul to Krishna, he conquered Krishna's heart. He's saying, Krishna's, oh, let me tell you, the most confidential knowledge there is to know. You see? Second part, why is everyone so attracted to the material world? They're attracted to the material world to get away from Krishna. To have, Everyone wants to get away if you're here. <clears throat> you want to get away. Krishna. So this is kind of like a, uh, a dream state, if you would. It's real, but it's dream to make you believe. It's an illusion that you're away from Krishna. You're not, but your consciousness is away. It's just like if you're laying in your bed at night in Tucson and you're dreaming that you're in Alaska, you know, and you're laying there going, oh, oh my God, there's a bear. You know, it, well, you're not. <laughs> it's just a dream. You could be far away, but you're, it's really, you're right there in your bed, covered up. It's warm. It's, there's no bear. You see, so here we are in this material world thinking, oh, there could be no God. Probably there's no God. Maybe I'm God. Maybe I could become God. You know? What is the difference between religion and Krishna consciousness? And what if any religion is against Krishna consciousness? Um, what is the difference between religion and Krishna consciousness? Religion is uh, a vehicle. It's uh, like a vehicle takes you somewhere. So uh, why does Krishna, Krishna ask you to give it up? Let's say you want to go to the airport. And so uh, you hire a limousine to take you to the airport. And so the limousine, you get in the limousine and 
really you've got your mind set on a destination. I'm going to get on this plane and uh, at the airport, and I'm going to go to London, change planes, and go on to Delhi. I'm going to India. And so you get in the um, limousine and you become attracted. Wow, this is a pretty nice ride. Well, get dig these seats. This is really great. You know, plenty of room. And so the driver pulls up at the airport and he says, here we are, American Airlines. And you say, well, I don't want to go. I'm, a, I'm attached to this vehicle. Why don't you drive around a little bit more? You see what I mean? You became attached to that which is supposed to take you somewhere. Religion is a vehicle that will take you to loving devotional service to God. And that's what you use it for. So once you get there, once you get loving devotional service to God, you get out of the vehicle. It, it's delivered you. You don't need it. Um, many people become attached to the religion. We're actually not a religion. This is what religion should get you. Now, are there different religions that can give you pure love of Godhead? What do you think? Who, let me ask you, make, make the question uh, easier. Who makes that promise? What scripture in the world? The Torah, the Koran, uh, the vows of Amida Buddha, uh, the Bible. Who is pushing that as the end result? Pure, loving, devotional service with God. Who makes that promise that if you do this, so think about that and you answer your own question. If there is one that says, yes, our purpose of our practice uh, we are we are a vehicle that will take you to pure love of Godhead, pure loving devotional service. If that's what they're saying and you believe it, jump in that vehicle, take it, go to Krishna. You know, if you don't like calling him Krishna, call him Yahweh. Although you're not supposed to say that, you know, you're a Jew. You know, you're not supposed to say that, are you? got to be a, a rabbi and he only says it a couple times a year so it's not like you can go chanting Yahweh 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 whoops I said it a whole bunch of times <laughs> I'm a Hare Krishna but I'm still a Jew I was born a Jew once you're you're still a Jew but you're a Hare Krishna <laughs> so now we're Hare Krishna so we can break the rules we can say Yahweh as many times as we want to <laughs> Because Krishna knows, how are you talking about me? You see. Hindu. Uh, hmm? Hindu. Yeah. Uh, what if any religion is against Krishna consciousness? Uh, I don't know. Um, I don't know of one that's against Krishna consciousness. In 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 concept, they all would. If you don't mention. Krishna, they'll all agree with you. I've got Christian friends that I just have discussions with, and uh, if you talk in concept, they'll say, yeah, that, that. we agree with that. We, as soon as you say Krishna, whoa, hold it, I don't, well, now, you've, now you're talking about some cult. 
you know. Didn't anybody tell you we're the only way? We don't say we're the only way. We're not, we don't say we're the only religion. We do say that if you want pure love of Godhead, then this is the process. If you want liberation, we are not the only way. Oh man, there's so many ways to get liberation. But what will you get when you get that liberation? It's not Krishna or pure love of Godhead, but you might get uh, another personality of Krishna's that you worship in awe and reverence. But it's not pure loving devotional service. You see? So, a lot of people are sensitive in this part of the world because of the predominance of the Christian religion. And it's, you know, we're the only way, we're the only way. So when they hear us talk and they read, uh, they think, oh, you're just another religion saying you're the only way and everything else is fake. No. Most of what you hear is real about other religions. You can go get this liberation into the light. You can do that. You can go to the nirvanic stage of void. You can do that. You can go to heaven too. You go to heaven. And, and actually, according to Srimad Bhagavatam, the streets really are made of gold and the, and the gates really are made of pearl. And you can go there if you want to. What we're saying and what Krishna is saying is let all that go and just come to me. You see? If Lord Indra's planet has streets of gold, what kind of streets do you think Krishna has? Probably just plain beautiful grass to feed the cows. If you want gold, go somewhere else. So, uh, how am I doing on time? Another Radhasundari? You're good. Okay. I can do, do this while you guys eat too, you know, and then I'll eat. What caused us to want to leave Krishna to begin with a seemingly and seemingly want to forget him? Envy. Envy. And we just uh, get a little envious of Krishna and we think, why does he get all the attention, you know? Why is he this, the absolute center? I mean, I'm here in the spiritual world and I feel loved because everyone loves everyone in the spiritual world. But it sure seems like Krishna's getting a whole bunch of love. Mm -hmm. You know? Why him? I mean, he gets right down to it. What the heck is so special about Krishna? So I kind of like to be the center of my universe. So then it's okay, off you go, you can leave. And it's Krishna's mercy, because you won't be able to be happy if you if you want that end and you stay there in Galok. Uh, you're not going to be happy. For you to achieve your goal of being the center of the universe, you have to go to another universe. You have to come here. That's fair. It's just because you want it, this is our show. Huh? This is our show. This is your show. 
This is your show. It's about you here. It's all about you. And how you can dress your Facebook page up to make you look really... Uh, <laughs> and uh, all the bling that you can do. And, you know, it's like we say, if you take a picture of the group here, and then we pass the picture of the first person you're going to look for. The center of your universe. Yeah. Oh, was I blinking? Is that camera making me look fat again? You know? So, no, I'm looking. You should be looking for Krishna. You should be wondering, why am I not looking for you, Krishna? In the... Uh, in the spiritual world, we're always looking for Krishna. In the liberated stage, you can be always looking for Krishna, even though you walk this planet or some other planet in the material world. You can do that if you become Krishna conscious. Then you'll always be looking for Krishna. Things will remind you of Krishna. Things that you see, words that you hear may remind you of Krishna or something you read in Krishna Leela. You'll be thinking of Krishna all the time. How do we express good intentions in a loving, respectful way? When there is disagreement or practical application of service, uh, how can we express good intentions in a loving way, a loving, respectful way? Uh, that's the first part of the question. How can you do that? Love. Love the people. Love the person. Don't, don't speak in a loving way without loving. If I don't love you, but I'm, I'm speaking in kind of a loving way, I'm just being a politician. I'm being fake. I'm phony. You see? If I love you, now I've paid for the right to speak to you in a loving way. You see? I bought it. Because I love you. And if I don't love you, there's no way that I'm going to speak to you in a loving way. It may, I may make you think about it. You may, you may think that I'm speaking in a loving way. And if I'm really good, I can convince you that I'm speaking in a loving way. First thing is, love. Love everyone. And if that sounds like a fairy tale, then chant more Hare Krishna, read more Bhagavad Gita, go to Srimad Bhagavatam class, take up some devotional service, and trust me, you'll get there. You can love everybody. You can love everybody unconditionally. That is your nature as a living entity. That's what you do. If you can let go of your mistaken identity, if you can let that go, you can do this and you'll be wondering how did I ever get to that consciousness to where I wasn't loving people the example of well, this is Srila Prabhupada Prabhupada loved everyone he loved everybody he wanted us to love everybody starting with one another all right start with each other you know, that's good exercise, like going to the gym and you start working out. And you get stronger and stronger, then you can expand your circle of those that you love and care for. 
And even someday you may get to the point where you can go beyond the human beings and love the animals too, and all living and all living entities. Not only can it be done, but this is what you should do. This is expected. If you become purified, you will be this way. You will be a loving person. Why is there disagreement on practical application of service? Because we're not putting Krishna in the center. Or, another answer, um, do you think the gopis always agree? on what's the best way to serve Krishna? In Goloka Vrindavan, in the spiritual world, do they always agree? No. <laughs> it sounds kind of surprising, but there is a left wing and a right wing of gopis. Sounds interesting, doesn't it? And this, now, but they don't hate each other. They don't try to hurt each other or interfere with each other's service. But Radha and her, her crew, they're thinking, we serve Krishna this way. That's the best. Chandravali and her crew, they're thinking, oh, we serve Krishna this way, and that's best. Krishna's the center. There may be, and there always will be, uh, some disagreement. And if you're wanting to serve Krishna with all of your heart and soul, and I'm wanting to serve Krishna with all my heart and soul, sometimes I might need to work my side of the street and you work yours to serve Krishna with all your heart and soul. Just because you don't want to serve Krishna the way I want you to serve Krishna doesn't mean you're wrong. It means you want to serve Krishna in a different way. Mm. And I should applaud that. Why, you... You want to serve. Here we are. We're doing Harinams. We're printing millions of books. We're distributing millions of books. We're having festivals. We're distributing piles of prasadam because we're trying to get uh, humanity at large to want to serve Krishna, to offer loving devotional service to Krishna. So when somebody does that, applaud it. Now, if you can help me in some service that I'm doing, well, that's very nice. That's great. You see, one person may say, well, uh, I think that the best thing for me is to serve Krishna in this matter. Okay, very good. Do you have approval of Guru Sadhu Sastra? You do? Go for it. And another person says, well, I want to serve Krishna in this way, according to Guru Shadu Shastra. Ah, full speed ahead. Off you go. Go do it. Who's right? Who's wrong? But I don't know if I approve of you because you're not, you're not teaming up with me. So I think you're broken. I don't think your service is on the level as, uh, as mine. So now, how Krishna conscious am I? Mm. I've just kind of gotten down into the lower uh, levels of consciousness. Now I should applaud your service. You want to serve Krishna? I admire you. 
I admire you. That's wonderful. You are a success. And you want to serve Krishna? You are a success. Wow. Now we have to go find other people who don't want to serve Krishna and get them to serve Krishna. You see? And along the way, these people will become pure devotees. The object of the game is to become a pure devotee. We don't say, well, what is it the Christians say? Nobody, nobody's perfect. We don't say that. Perfection is an option. Not only that, it is the target. How do you become perfect? Keep Krishna in every thought, word, and action. Become an instrument of Krishna and take personal interest out of the picture. As soon as you mix in personal interest, you've, you've, that's, the, that's what taints the recipe. So I want to serve Krishna, and I want to serve Krishna in this way, and I want to do this, and I want to... Let me put in some devotion and some, some uh, creativity and sprinkle in a little bit of personal interest. You just ruin the recipe. As soon as you sprinkle in their personal interest, no good. Keep the personal interest out of it. And it's perfect. I want to serve Krishna to please Krishna. I want to please Guru and Krishna. And that will make me pleased. But if I want to do it because that's what I want to do for Guru and Krishna, I just sprinkled in personal interest, you see. Still devotional service, but it needs a facelift. You know, it needs to just do the same thing you just did, but withhold the personal interest. In other words, don't be attached to... Don't be attached. Yeah, it can't be attached. I want it to... This is what I want to do. You know, sometimes people would go to Prabhupada and they would say, Prabhupada, I want to serve you in this way. And Prabhupada would say, okay. This is all he can get. Right now, that's all I can get from you. You're not ready to come to me and say, my dear Srila Prabhupada, how can I serve you? You're not there yet. But you're coming and saying, I want to serve you in this way. Mm -hmm. Okay, very good. Okay knowing that someday, if I keep you engaged and keep you chanting and keep you associating and hearing, someday you're going to come to me and say, my dear Guru, how can I serve you? What do you want me to do? And you, you, you can and will get there. It's, it's, uh, it's not impossible. It's expected. You know, if you want to go there, if you don't want to go there, then you can say, nobody can do that. You know? Yeah. There was only one Prabhupada. Well, I'm not Prabhupada. Yeah, but can you become Prabhupada-like? We're not asking you to become Prabhupada. Yeah. But do you think Prabhupada doesn't have the potency to make you a pure devotee? If you believe that, you have missed the point. Prabhupada can give you Krishna. 
your guru, if he is a disciple of his guru, and the guru is a bona fide guru, he can give you Krishna. You see? It's a cop-out. Do they still use that term, cop-out? Yeah. yeah. It's a little hippie term, a cop-out. Yeah. It's a cop-out to say, well, I'm not Prabhupada. Nobody's perfect. No. No, you can't become Prabhupada. And you can't imitate. But you should emulate. Do you think he, that Prabhupada expects us to remain uh, hogs, dogs, camels, and asses? And we're saying, oh, but I'm so unworthy. Oh, but I'm so fallen. We'll become unfallen. Stop it. You know, let it go. You know? So, okay, another one. If Krishna is so loving, why do we see so much evil done in this in his name? Uh Personal interest. I become interested in my uh, agenda. And I may tell you, well, I'm doing this for God. I mean, like the Crusades, you know, they were going down through the Muslim countries and they were crusading for God. Of course, they were raping and pillaging and stealing and, you know, but it was for God. In the name of God, people. Uh, religion is one of the most misused things to try to seize power. Mm. England, uh, was it Henry V? Under Henry V, England uh, was, was told, uh, Henry V was told by one of his priests that because of uh, the difference in religion between England and France, that France actually belonged to England. And that he should, you know that, you know this story. So that you should, you should go win back for God. And so tens of thousands of people died in the, you know, Henry V goes and he attacks France for God. So, I mean, this is one of many, many things that we've heard for God people are doing. And so reduce that down. Sometimes I may be doing something with personal interest, but I'm doing it for Krishna. See, so that justifies how I might try to get you, uh, I might try to uh, convince you to do what I want you to do. Because it's for God. Are you sure it's not for your personal interest? No, how dare you say that? That's an offense. You say, no. So, personal, uh, personal interest is the, is the big poison. It ruins. Now, I mean, like I say, if you don't want to be in this top cream that floats on religions of pure love of Godhead, devotional service, if you don't want to go there, then personal interest in one of the lower religions, which are bona fide, may be okay. You see, I don't know. All I know is what I'm getting from Prabhupada and Bhagavad Gita. You see, 
and we don't do personal interest here. If you if really hung up on that, then uh, and you can't get over it, you won't be happy here in Krishna consciousness. This is all about Krishna. You see, uh, how do I know if I am experiencing Krishna's love? Oh. If you don't know that you're experiencing Krishna's love, you're not paying attention. You're not paying attention. Krishna's loving you, embracing you at every minute. He's holding, he's, he's holding his hand out constantly. He's there. He's ready. He's, as they say in the military, he's cocked and locked. You know, he's ready to fire. He's ready to go. He's ready to throw down in a blink of an eye, the beat of a heart. You see, it's not Krishna that's holding things back. So that's his love. He's ready. Are we? Are we ready? You see? Oh, but it's so hard. Who's making it hard? Krishna? He's cocked and locked. He's ready to go. He's ready to squeeze off and, you know, as they say on the street, he's ready to throw down right now. You're not ready. You're making it hard. I have so many reasons why I can't uh, surrender to Krishna. I can remember in the old days, sometimes a couple would join. You know, uh, well, they were rarely men and, man and wife. They were like boyfriend, girlfriend. And so we would call them. <laughs> husband and wife. They're, they weren't. They hadn't had a fire sacrifice or they weren't no marriage license, but we would, okay, your husband and wife. So and so uh, what would happen is one of them would start to advance a little quicker than the other. And so there would be some, uh, typically, I don't take offense, okay, typically the man would start to advance a little quicker than the woman. And so then he would start to blame her for his misgivings. And so many times, the great majority of the times, she would start to advance and she'd go past him. And then you'd be saying, wait a minute, you can't blame her anymore. Well, she distributed a thousand books last week. She never misses a program. She reads two hours a day and does all kinds of service. And you're saying you can't do it because of her? That worked a couple of months ago, but now she's like way ahead of you. Did you, have you ever witnessed that? It was very common, you know? You know, you'd make devotees and it'd be a couple, you know, you have to keep them balanced, you know? Try to keep them advancing at the same level. You know, you guys stay together now, stay together. And so, um, does that make any sense? So, uh, yeah, how do we, uh, you're, you're, you're experiencing it, you're, you're just, um, you're rejecting it. You know, why, why am I not feeling the ecstasy of the holy name? Ask yourself, is the holy name flawed? 
Was it? It works for him and him and him. Does it work for you? Well, no, it's it's there. Why am I not tasting? It's because of you. You answer that question. You know, you figure you can figure that out if you go with it. If you're honest with yourself, it's because you're not surrendering. You're kind of slow to take it. It's like I was saying uh, recently. Uh, if you're if you're placed in solitary confinement, you know, you're you're in a dark cell all by yourself. And you don't see the light of day. You don't see any light. You're in the darkness. And you're praying, Oh God, oh God, please get me out of this horrible situation. Oh God, please. So then somebody comes and they open the door and the light comes in. What's the first thing you do? Huh. <laughs> Am I wrong? Huh. Oh, you know, you get it and reject it. So it's like that. Krishna consciousness. You you chant the holy name. That light comes on. You're in darkness, and it comes on. But you go, huh? You know, easy with this. Let me tackle this. Why well, I want to go a step at a time. You don't have to. Some people go just like that. You know? Chaitanya Leela just went pretty much just like that, didn't you? Well, maybe. But definitely no faster than. But, you know, some people come along and they're like, bada bing, bam! And they're right in, they're in there. Others, year after year, yeah. I'm so unworthy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so fallen. Okay, when are you going to stop? <laughs> am I, Prabhu, am I making you fallen? Oh, no. Is it Krishna? No. Is it her? No. You know? Okay, who? Who do I go to to get them to back off and quit keeping you from loving Krishna? Tasting the holy name is between you and you. Once you get over yourself, so it's Krishna's desire that you taste uh, pure love of Godhead. It's what you're uh, engineered to do. It's your only true function as a soul. So what's stopping you? Before you were in ignorance, now that the torchlight of knowledge is lit, don't don't block it out, you know. Go jump on it and go for it. All right. Did you eat? You did? All right. Anything else? I say you start eating Guru Dave and then if they have questions, maybe we can tackle them later. Okay, I can talk with my mouth full. <laughs> of course, I get stuff all over me, but that's okay. <laughs> we'll give you 10, 15 minutes to eat. Okay. All right, all glories to Srila Prabhupada. Thank you. Hey, we're going to hear some of your... I got to go. It's it's late. <laughs> you built me up and let me down. He always does that. <laughs> no, he doesn't always do that. <laughs> Let's give a round of applause for interrupting. Very good. A loving, really a loving soul. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna.
one's yours. This guy. Right Your music was awesome, by the way. I'm glad you liked it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I always like it when people put a spin on, like, different songs, you know, so... <laughs> Your two-song version of that thing was good. <laughs> well, he could spin it, can he? Yeah. <laughs> I guess what I'm trying to say is, you're the man. <laughs> well, you know what I say? It takes one to know one. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I know what's wrong. What's wrong with the world? It's society. Society? Yeah. Years ago, I don't know how many years ago, Happy Days was on TV. I I, I remember certain bits of information, useless information, that stays in my head. But, but it's important. There was an episode where Fawns was going to have a little talk with all the guys. And Fawn says, I know what makes the world, he goes, hey, I know what makes the world go round. And he gets all the guys in a little huddle and they're looking at him like this. They're waiting to hear what he has to say, and then there's a commercial. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then they bring them all back, and Fawn says, bull. He says, bull. Bull makes the world go round. Bull. Bull, you know what follows. That's what Fawn's told the guys. That's what makes the world go round. A bunch of crap. And it was true when I was a teenager years ago watching this, and it's even more true today. <laughs> this is true. The bull, I remember that episode. Bull makes the world go round. Wow. Everything non-Christian related. And the circulation of it. Yes. Then there, then there wasn't CNN and all these things to spread it. The bull makes the world go round. I remember that episode. I'm talking about the gossip. Okay. Let me... Uh, is there another napkin from you? Yeah, yeah. There's plenty of napkins. I guess you want to Yeah. I need well, to write okay, it before. Right. I'm going to go use these facilities first. I can just write them. So, okay. So, so, we might have to put your play in a, what do you call those? Microwave? Yeah. Like a, so, no, the, the warmers. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for having me. help there? Yeah. I'll be right back. After this commercial message, after this commercial message, <laughs> I know, sorry. We have those things that we keep in the, what do you call those? Those are incubators of sorts. Yeah. Yeah. They keep your food in there. That's a good idea. Uh, now when you're ready, place, I'll be right back. Oh. Good? That would be good, right? Keep it nice and warm until you're ready. Oh, I've got books of these. Oh, nice. At home that I've taken listening to people in notes. Nice. And, and I, I write poems yeah. from what I listen to. I just noticed that oh. your books from TJ Maxx. What? I just noticed your books from TJ Maxx are somewhere in Okay, yeah. yeah. Just I, I, get a, I get them discounted. Oh, okay. Just because I used to work there, like, I okay. recognize the tags. I'm like, what <laughs> Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I got a bunch of journals like that just filled with notes over the years. Oh, that's good. 
I just really have it. I really have it. Good idea. I'm a little out of it. Let me see if it's coming towards you. No, it was from the salad, the dressing. No, I know, but did it drip onto your phone? Oh, yeah, a little bit. Okay. And the book and the floor and my pants a little bit. Uh, this is no problem. I didn't see where it was. Yeah, if uh, I was holding it, and it came over the edge. Yep. And this is still works. Okay. Thanks for bringing that photo. Oh, thank you so much. That was so great. This would be like my breakfast. <laughs> awesome breakfast. It was like awesome breakfast, right? Yeah. <laughs> 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 I gotta get going, but it was nice meeting you. Thank you. Thank you so yeah. much for your association. Oh, sure. I gotta run, but it was nice, nice meeting you, likewise. Yes. Take care. Oh, well, halfway. <laughs> Good night. Right. Yeah. Thank you. Aaron. How'd you hear about us, by the way? You know what? Honestly, I don't really remember. I. I stumbled across these things. I'm new to Tucson, yeah. but I went to some services of other Gumbendos in other cities I've lived in. So this kind of stuff just finds me. It seems like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'll probably be back at some point. Please, please, yes. we love to have you back. My work schedule changes all the time, though, so it's like it'll depend. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, hopefully we see you again. Sure. I, I signed up for your newsletter. Okay. So I, I get notifications of stuff. So you know. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, thank you. Good night. 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 What's the message? <laughs> oh, it's re-emphasis. Oh, it's like great this for Please work on time. Okay. <laughs> okay, I parked on the street. Remember <laughs> 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 that, that prayer we used to pray when we were children? Now I lay me down to sleep. I never did that. I left my jalopy parked in the street. <laughs> I don't remember that very much. If it should roll before I wake, I pray to the Lord to slam on the brake. <laughs> you didn't pray that? I didn't pray that one. That's a good shot. No, I'm good though. Yeah, everybody likes it. Sometimes we can listen to the Lord's Really? You're going to teach me that? What day is today, Prabhu? 
What day today is, is Thursday. Thursday. I never know what day it is. Thursday the 8th. All I know is 5 a.m. <laughs> it's Thursday. 5 a.m. Hmm. That's a good time to know. Well, that's... And you know what tomorrow is, don't you? Tomorrow is the first day of the rest of your spiritual life. Hmm. Okay. To my family. I got that. <laughs> Yeah, right? yeah, just so I just need the water. Yeah. Five, six, yeah. Uh, go. I know. I'm going to know where I am. I did not. I don't know where I am. I ate a piece of water. No, oh, this china is really nice. This uh, the chickpeas. Really nice. 